Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Second hour of Old School. Welcome back. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Jay Foreman, the Husker Hall of Famer. DP, the everywhere else Hall of Famer, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where, what he's The doing. Life Hall of Famer. Yeah, the Life Hall of Famer. Welcome back. Sarder Heyman Jewelers, live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Sarder Heyman Jewelers, text line, Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. You can join in on our conversations. Sand Hills Global sp- sponsors... Old school, hundreds of job opportunities. Go to sandhills.jobs today to apply. Sandhills Global. Mm-hmm. Jay so, Foreman was telling us in the break well, he we, experienced his own. Well, we need debt. to do something. We need to do something. Uh, and folks need to jump on the video stream. Um, because, you know, it's Jay Foreman, right? It's Jay Foreman. Hmm. Um, we want to do something just in, in theory um, that was based on like a tribute, like a tribute tribute. Um, then you get into standard and quality and all that sort uh-huh. of stuff. But I think like for Jay, so when people see Jay, we have the where's Jay, right? Yep. That whenever people see Jay somewhere, you know, they can have something for them to sign, right? They need okay. something to sign that, that would – like Jay would go, okay, yeah, like I get it. Like you did a thing, you didn't just like get a football mm-hmm. and you were randomly, hey, sign my T-shirt. I'm interested. So what we came up with was <laughs> <laughs> what we came up with. Oh, what, look we at came, this right here. what we came up with. <laughs> Big forty-four. Let me see this, man. Yeah. Big forty-four. <laughs> okay, I see you. I see you. You know, I've been trying to get my black one of a black shirt from down at the stadium. I ain't got one yet. So, so we may even good. be able to change it. That's yours. You can make them black, right? Yeah, we yeah, can make them nice black. Little, nice little t-shirt quality, right? You know right. what I'm saying? So Soft you can wear, face, right? Dry fit. We didn't go. You know, we didn't go cotton, cotton. You know, we wouldn't be able to do that. Hey, look, they even got the E right on the foreman, right? Right. Right. That's yours. So that's yeah, that's yours. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, those are there available on the ticket website. Big those 44. are those buy are one, real. buy them all, man. These are actually pretty cool, right? So you can do it, yeah, and then you can have cool. if you buy them. You too, can man. have you can bring them by, buy it, and then once it gets to you, well, you can come down to the station, have Jay sign it, take a picture with. Him. Yep. Just right? don't come by my house because you're going right. to get Right, do not up. come by the house. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> don't run up on me as but, you get done but, up. Right, those, right those are available. Those, exactly. yes. <laughs> hey, hey, but, in not even street. in the grocery store. Yeah. Oh, grocery store are fine. Okay, cool. okay. When, when you, you know, you're trying to check. You, you know. Those are. Don't bother a man when he's picking out his apples. And what do you those, do? though, <laughs> we have those all the way up. We have to, you know what we're going to have to. And so. You got to get it. Was it two X? We got to go up to four because we know yeah. we know a lot of Foreman fans Listen, are big dudes. Yeah, I mean, so, they're, 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 Nebraska, Nebraska has some big humans here. Mm-hmm. That is true. 
mm-hmm. them big old country boys that that been throwing hay bales and doing chores and, and stuff on farm. Waking up at three a.m. Yeah, they some big boys, man. So I'm gonna post the and a link. lot of bush light drinking. I'm gonna post the <laughs> link on my Twitter and on my social media, so folks you know how to track it. But you can just go to ticketfm.com, go to shop, uh, and you'll see it there. If you uh, do every four weeks. You just do the alternate jersey with alternate. Uh, oh yeah, we'll match. We'll match whatever they're gonna do, uh, right? I don't know. I gotta get. I gotta, you can't be having me black, red, white. And we'll do pink, right? Pink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's fair, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, so you can do the Husker Hall, Husker Hall of Famer, right? There Simple it is. Th- oh, dude, there it is. There's the deal. Look at um, you. Right, so we were talking Just about. Just look at you over there look with at, the T-shirt. Look at you. Right, yeah. Look at you, man. Look, no, no, that was worthy. Like, we're going to do that for Strick. We're going to do it for Vershawn. Uh, we'll do it for somebody else. Well, I don't that's feel, coming. Then I don't feel it since it's no. You're special. No, no. You were the first. You're the launch. Yeah, I'm the launch. I'm the guinea pig. You're the See, launch. You no, you, you know, you're the launch. That's how that first works. First one, best one, right? Right. Yeah. If you ain't first, you're last. Well, yeah, you, exactly. You, you, the, you, the only Husker football Hall of Famer. I got oh. you. Look, okay. they they can say whatever you oh. call it whatever else you want. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> you know, if we we gonna talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there plenty, of, there plenty of those, though, man. Get in line, get in yeah. line. You you Some not guys there. that should be in. So you were J Foreman H O F. That's that's what that says. <laughs> that's good. That's so good. <laughs> I just see Jay just stand, staring at Rashawn, holding the jersey up. What you got? Where you at? Where your jersey at? Where you at? Where you at? Mr. So, so, Captain. <laughs> so you 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 tell us the story of of like, when I got traded. Yeah, like, yeah, I got I got traded, and I saw I did see what happened to that dude on um, ESPN. I mean, I was mine wasn't as cold blooded as that because he was definitely shocked. But it's right along the lines. I uh, so I played up in Buffalo. Um, my contract wasn't up, but they kind of tendered me an offer to kind of keep me uh, at bay, I guess, you know, and so I couldn't sign. Usually when you sign, when they kind of like give you like a so, so-called qualifying offer, you have to you have to wait to the end of free agency and get a deal that had a poison pill. So then Buffalo in turn would get, in this case, a third round pick because I, I was a fifth round pick. I got a third round tender. So, you know, that's at that time draft picks were, you know, a lot more thought of as gold than you know right now so I knew you know I had a place to go back but back then there wasn't a lot of social media I'm willing to say that the internet was still dial up so you know you were out of the loop about everything um going on in the league until the combine and that's when you would if you're you know up trying to get a new team get back in the league uh contract that's everything happened at the combine so the only thing, only site they had was a site called kffl.com. I don't even know if it's still around. So you would hear it, but it, it was always like a day after something was done, you know, internal workings, you know, this person could go here. So you always were like tape delayed and sometimes it would just be a recap. So at that point I wasn't really into it. Cause I was like, Hey, I had a good year and been playing well for, you know, three or four years. I wanted to be in Buffalo. Um, probably you know i felt like i you know exceeded expectations of the you know new you know new you know regime which was greg williams and them and tom donahoe was the the gm um but then um one of my friends is you know we were checking it and it was like oh the buffalo bills signed or will sign eddie robinson jr who had played for greg in tennessee for 
maybe like 11 years. And, you know, his father is Eddie Robinson Sr., you know, the Grammy coach, iconic, uh, you know, figure in, in football. And Eddie Robinson was a good linebacker and played in their system, knew it, you know, in and out. Been, you know, I was a productive player in the league, you know, but he was older than me and, you know, whatever. But, I, you know, I knew the politics of it. And I remember, you know, weirdly enough, I got a note from Jerry Gray, the defensive coordinator, or a, you know, a letter, um, you know, just saying how proud of he, you know, he was of me. Great season, you know, enjoy, you know, can't wait to have you back. But then he had a quote of like, <laughs> oh, the last, you know, the last part. The last yeah. quote was yeah. like, you know, sometimes in life things happen that shouldn't happen. Um, it's all about how you recover from it and. You know, and he says something, you're going to be a great linebacker in the league. And then I, I didn't know what it meant. I always go to my dad or call my uncle. No, we couldn't figure it out. So what what my dad used to do, sometimes he'd come over to my house in Minnesota. And, like, we had this, like, George Foreman grill. And I don't know, like, how it never was on the market, but it was, like, huge. So my dad could cook anything on that thing. But he would cook, like, chicken breasts and thighs on there. And it'd be tastes great or probably tasted really good because I wasn't cooking at that time. So, you know, everybody was over. It was me, my dad, um, my best friend, Jamal, another best friend, Sam, and then my cousin, uh, OV. And we, oddly enough, we'd be eating. It might've been like a Saturday or Sunday or something. You know, we just kind of just kicking it or whatever. And we're all trying to figure out what this note meant. Didn't know. But then, you know, two days later, found out about, you know, Eddie Robinson and I and it was coincided like we I had to go back for OTAs and off season weight program off season you know conditioning or whatever. You know the first initial reaction, which you know whether it was normal, I was like, man, I ain't going back. You know, what, what, you know, what, why, 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 why would they? You know, it's always why would they sign somebody at my position? This is you know X Y and Z. And look for you high school kids out there that are worried about other guys coming in, there's always going to be competition to come in no matter what you what you do or who you are. So my agent and my dad was like, man, you need to go back there. You know, you got to, you know, first of all, you got to operate with class. Second of all, you know, you're better than him. Don't ever quit. The NFL is always going to be competition. And go back just because you don't want to have any bad, you know, feelings or, you know, give them a reason. So get back there. And I'll never forget, you know, got up early in the morning and, you know, we go on, a, you know, one, you know, lifted before we started, to, you know, go to meetings. And it was almost like when you walk through the halls, it was like people like even though there wasn't like windows, you just always felt like somebody was watching you. And if they saw you, they went back in their like office. They hiding from you. Don't right, want, we then, don't want none right, of that on us. Right. And then when you got in the weight room, when I got in the weight room, guys were saying, what's up? But they were like looking at me crazy. And I remember Jay Remusma, who's I think he's like a you know, I know he's a politician up in Michigan. Um, now and he's a Michigan alum and he was like man I'm surprised you here knowing you you know I'm surprised you came back man he's like it's jacked up this this and this and I was like all oh, my agent and said I should come you know x y and z finish the workout go through meetings and so we're out in the stretch line right and so Eddie Robinson isn't there yet you know obviously they just you know agreed or whatever he's going to be there in a couple weeks so me and Greg always had Greg Greg uh, Williams always could you know talked and stuff like that and you know we had I mean we, we were cordial it wasn't like I was up in his office but you know we could you know we just kind of BS a little bit and he's like hey man let me talk to you about what you know what went down then he said hey look Eddie's a guy I know um, he needed a place to play we felt like it was good you know this is this you guys are gonna compete but then as he's talking to me he's <laughs> he puts his arm around me and stuff Uh-oh. and so and so we're walking and and I, and, and I will tell you this. He wanted to get, out of fairness to me, 
he wanted to talk to me so we could get one-on-one. One, probably because he didn't, you know, first of all, if I would have went off, I didn't want it to be a distraction if it got heated. So we were, I knew we were going to go, you know, to a, another area. So we get in the locker room and coincidentally, I don't know if, if Tom Donahoe a bit was watching from his office or on like, you know, video as we get in the locker room, here come this dude, you know, who's the GM and I think Russ Brandon, who's assistant GM. And then a guy we named, um, his name was Hojo, who was the equipment dude who I was really still am really close with. So that was kind of like the buffer and they, and they, pretty much explained the trade to me x y and z and then obviously i didn't go back out to practice um they did give me my helmet and stuff um and the next thing you know i went upstairs with russ brandon who i'd known who i had a good relationship with um and greg went out to practice Don, tom donahoe probably left because what i said to dom to Don, tom donahoe because i had called him and asked him if i need to come back mm-hmm. And another reason I was mad is because I asked him, I understand about the, the business of the of the league, but do I need to re-sign my lease? You know what I'm saying? And, I'm, and I'll come back. I'll stay in the hotel. Just let me know. And he was like, yeah, you're good. So, and then, so I was like, you, we M and effort. Fought. We the fought. I said, you, M and effort. That's what I said. But anyways, then that's how you get traded. Next thing you know, I uh, was this what it was like when you're walking down the hallway. Dead man walking. Yeah. Dead man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dead man yeah. Yeah. Exactly Dead what it was. Yeah. Walking. But then you know you get mad that you get traded. Then my dad was like, "Look, dude, you know it's better to get traded. Somebody else wants you." And then it ended up obviously working out for me or whatever personally. But uh, I mean, heck, it, it, it goes in warp speed because I'm sure he had to go sign something. The play, baseball player. Next thing you know, sometimes they even put you in the lineup. I mean, within 45 minutes, I had showered, went up, reviewed um, a one-year contract with Houston, and I think by the time I was driving back to my apartment that I'd already been in contact about them moving me down and and, um, paying first and last month's rent and me being on a flight. They were trying to get me out that night, but I had to leave that next morning at like 6 in the morning. And they, you know, they shipped my truck, they shipped my truck from – Minneapolis and you know they moved everything I needed you know from both places and then you get down there and then I was in 96 degree heat with 90 percent humidity with Dom Capers run it was like the Junction Boys and that was probably the, the hardest part yeah it it, it it's funny because like baseball trades happen in season yeah literally in series they happen in games basketball yeah there have been a couple of play, players who, who out were, of the were on the doubleheader where you play one game in the doubleheader with one team and in between game you get traded to the other it's always team. the worst when it's like in the middle of an inning and all of a sudden they like stop play and they're like telling somebody from the outfield they're like hey you get over here yeah, yeah you're and it's just you're, like you're, what, you're what going, happened you're, like, you're, you're gonna swap nba not so much right um it's usually game to game mm-hmm. um you could do that hockey's the same way but baseball because they're series and there's a series of games for you know, three or four games where you have a chance to do this thing. And then double headers is the place where bad careers go to die. Cause <laughs> you have, a, you know, you go into a town and they're like, well, you know what? They got to see you. So how about, or, or we can't play you because we're going to yeah. trade you and we don't want, they don't want you damaged uh, in the next game. It's a business. And that's the uh, hard part of uh, Ben and played against the Royals, like the next game. <laughs> and then, and the thing is, it's, you know, even for college kids, even high school kids, it's a business now. It is. I mean, they, they're operating as businesses. Ideally, um, they have their own brand. So it is a business. 
a lot of decisions are made with, with the business uh, part, you know, influencing it. So, you know, the quicker that you can come to terms with it and not be emotionally attached to the decision, because a lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with, as long as it's not personal. You know, a lot of times there's good players that get traded. I mean, I remember it was right when Track or Shaq got traded. I'm like, if Shaq can get traded, Jay Foreman can. Who is Jay Foreman to worry about you getting traded? Why is it? A, it shouldn't be a big deal that I get traded when Shaq got traded. He's one of the best of all time, and I got traded. So it happens. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a cold world out there, and um, you know, it's a cold world as far as what players do. That's why you get players that'll be here and they you, leave. You you look at it as being traded. There are players who look at it as being cut from a team and then being sent somewhere else. Well, I mean, it, is, it, right, it, it, well, that a, that does happen. I remember right. me and Ladanian and Tomlinson getting into it, and we played out in San Diego my first year in Houston. And what set me off with him was well they had a fullback named Fred McCrary mm. and and he would just he would run his I mean yeah he would run his mouth for no reason like dude you ain't block nobody but you hear just wolfing you know Ladani is, is breaking five tackles you missing and then you're over there talking junk so me and him got into it then Ladanian I tackled him once and he was like Man, ain't you get didn't you get cut from Buffalo? Yep. Oh no! Yeah. So now I did. Clear, I said. Yep. I said nah. Him never. I got traded. I said just for that. I'm about to tear off in you right now, right? <laughs> and so I mean, yeah, there is a little bit to it, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business, and as long as you handle your business on the field, you know, even with Nebraska, as long as you handle your business as a player, um, they got to play you. They'll find ways to play you. Um. You know, I think sometimes players think they need to go from zero plays to 70. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, now, granted, sometimes that's the way it goes because you're that good or the opportunity is there. But, you know, wh whatever happened to now, – now, look, I can say this now as a well over 40, somewhat of adult versus being a 20-year-old, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old, where I, where I wasn't okay with splitting time, right? Or I was okay with it, but I didn't like it. Um Long term, I think it helped me and helped the team. It helped me actually become a better middle linebacker playing outside. But at the time, I didn't understand it. But I had slowly but surely increased my play count, you know, throughout the year. So as I'm talking about this is that, you know, players need to understand you can't go from not playing special teams to finally being, being a special teams player to think that you're going to go in there and say you and demand that you play – 80 plays when you haven't played any in a game of significance it's so that doesn't mean that you can't get the 80 at the end of the year when I think we play Iowa but you know look at the end of the day you are where you are accept it but then what you do with it is is the most important they, they these guys have and I know you got the Twitter coaches out there and all that other stuff but these inside that locker room they got a tremendous opportunity both individually and collectively to do a lot for themselves and the team. And it can go lock and step together. You know, you can think that and want to be a, the best linebacker that you want to be quarterback, running back and have selfish reasons. And it goes right along with the team because if there, I don't have to tell you and get you to believe that if the team doesn't win, things are going to be different, not only here, but for you personally versus I think last year, some of the guys on the team were hearing you and not listening. I think these guys would listen or did listen, know, and they have 
were they have it to where they're like they were the little brother and they got the they might they love their big brother right the older guys but they also saw some of the stuff that the older brothers weren't willing to do mm-hmm. that they were asked to do mm-hmm. and how they weren't listening how maybe they were hearing you and then by the time they got in the locker room they're like oh no 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 and then as the losses or close losses you know started to pile up they actually had the, they had the playbook of what not to do so they're in a great position an easy position, an easy position because all the known factors that you have to do, you're not chasing a ghost. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, our, you know, sometimes when you go into a contract year and, and you don't know what all these other teams are going to do, you know what you're doing, but you don't know what benchmarks you need to hit as far as to get this type of contract versus not this other versus where now the benchmarks of them, you know what you got. You guys got to win and I got to play well and I got to consistently play well day by day. And so, um, I think it's easier that way. I do. Th- I mean, I think that, you know, I don't. I, I think that Nebraska would have to try harder to not win eight, win games than to to win eight games. It, it's going to be, it's going to take an accumulation of a lot of things to turn it super left, right? To to, to where it ends up where it ended up. But, but at the end of the day, you have the biggest thing, biggest hurdle, according to people down there, or, or some people, is that the schedule is set up for success. So when the schedule is set up for success and you have to make a transition that could that needs to go about face to the left, it's easier. Three and zero is mandatory. Yeah, and I, and uh, three and zero is mandatory. And Oklahoma game is a game that well, uh, well, you feel but, very well, well, well with. I just my thing is this: if they handle the business in Dublin, you have an opportunity to be what you say you 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 want to be. Yeah, well, the most important if, game if, is the right. If it doesn't if, if if it doesn't start right, it do, it can't end right. Like that's just that's the thing that I say to play my teams all the time. We got to start right to finish right. Um, yeah. It's much easier to do that. We'll toward the break. We'll come back. Uh, I want to give away some Salt Dogs tickets. We'll do that. We'll have trivia for that, uh, and then we're going to make somebody's day as well with Beatrice Bakery. So we're going to do those things next. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. dot 